0: You are listening to End the Cycles podcast, episode 18. Today I'll be talking about the law of consistency. Stick around. Hey, I'm Mike Oglesby. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to End the Cycles, the podcast where I share the philosophies, tools, and techniques that I've used for more than a decade to help adults just like you overcome debilitating anxiety and depression and transform their lives. Check out endthecycles.com and sign up on the email list to receive updates and special content. New episodes are released every Monday, so tune in. You can also follow me on Facebook at Mike Oglesby, author. So let's jump right into today's episode. Hello and welcome, my friend, to another powerful episode of In The Cycles Podcast. I am so excited to be with you today and spend some time with someone as great as you. Yes, I said someone as great as you. We don't take the time very often to look at ourselves. I mean, really look at ourselves objectively for who we truly are. All the good qualities and great things about ourselves and our lives We tend to get stuck on all the things that aren't working out for us. All the ways we mess up and all the mistakes we make. And there's certainly enough evidence to support all those ideas we carry that don't serve us. But also, there's so much evidence to support the reality and truth that you are a wonderful person. That you are inherently good. That you deserve to be happy. That you deserve a good life that you are kind, loving, and compassionate, that you deserve to be treated well and with kindness, love, and compassion. The image we choose to hold of ourselves determines who we become in life and what we ultimately experience. Have you ever heard of a self-fulfilling prophecy? It's when we continue to speak a certain idea about ourselves or our lives that ends up becoming true. I remember hearing a story about a guy who, when he was younger, would always say that he would end up as a bald old man. Before the age of 40, he had lost all his hair. He had become a bald old man. Another way of thinking about the self-fulfilling prophecy is the placebo effect, which states that what we expect in our minds or the dominant stories we buy into have a significant effect and impact on what we experience in the physical world. Though there may be many reasons you can come up with to hold that story of yourself that says you're worthless and no good, I'm willing to bet that none of them are good enough reasons. I'm also willing to bet that you don't want to continue holding these stories about yourself. And you don't want to continue experiencing your life like this. And I'm also willing to bet that if you would practice looking at all the good things about you and your life... That you would find more than enough evidence to support that you are a good person, that you are worthy, and that you do deserve a good life. And by doing so, that you would begin to experience your life differently, and in a much better way. So, join me now in believing in you. Make that choice every single day, at every single moment, even in the face of doubt and external evidence. Join me now in recognizing how wonderful and great you truly are. Take that step today, right now, to declare your value and worth and begin moving in your life in a new way. Take a nice deep breath in of confidence and worthiness. Feel it. Let it fill you up and exhale all those old stories, doubts, and fears about yourself and your life. Yes. If you've been with me on this journey for a while now, you've heard me say many times that life is hard. That it's difficult and it's painful sometimes. For most my life, I have felt like a failure. I have felt like a monster for all the bad things I've done. Not that they were necessarily incredibly terrible things, but that I had such low self-esteem that I over-exaggerated how bad they were. I walked around in life feeling like I was no good and unworthy. I was always in pain, and to be honest, I hated life. I was depressed, even suicidal for a long time. I hurt myself and others, and I just didn't fit in. Do you know what I mean? Can you relate? Maybe you feel the same way as well. Or perhaps you just aren't living your life the way you want and can't seem to figure out how to change it. I tried so many different things to change my life, but if I were being completely honest, I probably only gave a tiny percentage of effort to most things I tried. It wasn't until the pain became so great that I truly changed my life. This was when the magic began to happen. I learned many lessons throughout my journey, but one of the most important and life-changing was consistency. I learned that the only way I would really change my life was to be consistent in my daily practices and in my decision to change my life. When I became consistent and stepped fully into healing and transforming myself, I changed. I changed and then my life changed. This was the key that unlocked the door for me. I learned that changing my life was the result of first changing myself. What does it mean to change yourself? It's simple, really. Changing yourself is nothing more than changing your ideas. That's right. You, or rather, who you believe yourself to be, are only based on an idea of who you are. To change yourself, you must change your idea of yourself. This is what we call our identity. Your identity is what you have learned it to be. In other words, who you are is who you have been taught to be. It sounds simple, right? Just changing ideas? It's not. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. The reason is that it's rooted in your core. The very foundation that your entire life is built upon. What you learn at a very young age about who you are and what your role in life is will follow you throughout your entire life unless you deliberately change it. The programs within you do not change and mature over time just because you change and mature. You only interact with them differently based on current circumstances and situations. For example, if you grew up with poor self-esteem as a child, you may have expressed that in the form of shyness. As an adult, you may express it in the form of addiction or struggle in relationships. Both behaviors stem from the same thing, poor self-esteem. Most of the issues you face today are based on core foundational programs and belief systems. Replacing them will take time and consistency. One of the ways the brain and body learn is through repetition. The things you do repeatedly signal to the brain and body that the repeated action or idea is most relevant and should be adopted as a fundamental part of the working system, which then becomes automatic. Creating a new program or belief system in the brain happens physically in the formation of new neural pathways as well as psychologically. I use the terms programs and belief systems interchangeably because they are the same as it concerns the mind and what drives our motives and behaviors. This process takes a minimum of 13 weeks or 3 months of consistency. Of course, it takes much longer to heal core issues than this, but to make it an integral part of our daily lives, we must establish these new neural pathways in the brain. Healing the core issues, which is just slang for letting go of the formerly learned patterns by replacing them with new patterns, can take years to complete. We have a rule of thumb that says for every year of trauma or conflict we have experienced, it will take approximately a month to heal. So, if you have core issues to heal from 40 years ago, you may very well be in for a three to four year commitment to healing them. Don't be discouraged by these numbers because they represent complete healing and not the time it takes to experience changes in your life. Change can happen in an instant, for it all begins with a new choice. It's essential to be upfront and honest about things like this because many people seek relief in the fastest way possible. And I understand because they are in pain. They want to feel better. I get it. I really do. But healing is not a quick fix, and there is no easy solution. I had a client once who shared his thoughts about hypnosis and how he initially thought it would be a quick fix for him. This guy was avid about his workout routine, and you could tell he took pride in his physique. So I explained it to him like this. Think of hypnosis, which is the most potent tool for changing the subconscious mind in the world, as a testosterone booster that will help you grow your muscles quickly. Even with a powerful and effective supplement, you must still go to the gym and work out if you want the results. Consistency and focus are the two most significant factors determining whether a person changes their lives. And these are what I see as some of the biggest obstacles for most people when working to change their lives. The primary reason for this is that we have been taught to live our lives based on our emotions. We have been taught that emotions are our guidance system in life. But this is far from the truth. When you look back in your life, you will most likely find that the worst decisions you ever made were emotionally impulsive or emotionally driven decisions. It's true that emotions do fuel the action state. However, we must learn to incorporate a more effective thought process if we want to make profound changes in our lives. Many people stop doing the work when they begin to feel better, and I have done this many times in my life as well. I would start a program that I read or learned about just to stop taking the steps after a few weeks because the level of pain I was in wasn't as strong as when I first started and I didn't feel a sense of urgency to change my life. I wanted a changed life, but I was in a position where I wasn't hurting bad enough to put in the extra work it would require for me to continue. And, of course, just a few weeks or months later, I would return to the same place of pain I was at when I started that program. Sound familiar? Then I'd beat myself up for not following through and would conclude that the program didn't work for me. The reality is that I didn't work for it. If you want your life to change, you must step in and push through those times when you feel less motivated or tired. The excuses will come. It's part of the process. The terror barrier will come knocking on your door and try to rob you of all the hopes and dreams you have been working towards. You can read more about the terror barrier in chapter 7 of my book, Fight Back, End the Cycles of Anxiety and Depression, to learn more in-depth about it and how to overcome it. If you're truly ready to change your life, you must create routines and structures that support the changes you want. I'll share with you my current structure and how I work to stay on track with the changes I desire to make in my life. I decided to exercise and take care of my mind and body. I feel it's important and how I truly want to live my life. I decided to get up one hour earlier in the mornings to achieve this. When I awaken in the morning, after I do my bathroom routine, I go to my activity room to begin. While jumping on my rebounder, I speak out loudly the desires and goals I want to achieve. This allows me to get in some cardio exercise, wake up a little more for my day, and work on my mental state by focusing my mind on what I desire. This takes me around 13 minutes to do next i sit in my meditation chair and meditate for 23 minutes i don't have a specific reason why it's 23 minutes it just happens to be a number that i picked that called to me i clear my mind at the beginning or i allow myself to explore the things that come up for a little introspection and growth i do this without any judgment or attachment once that passes i focus on my goals and living in the moment of manifestation Once my timer goes off, I get up, move around a bit, grab a cup of water from the kitchen, and begin my daily workout. This takes me between one and a half to two hours each morning. Here's the thing. I don't always feel like doing it. Nevertheless, the truth is that I do want to do it, regardless of how I feel, because this is the way I want to live. And I can tell you this. Even on the days that I don't feel like doing this, but follow through anyways, I'm always glad I did. Sometimes doing what you truly want to do will come at the expense of how you feel. On the days that I don't work out, I still go through the same routine of speaking out my goals, my meditation, and my visualization. Now that I've shared with you my routine and what I do as a reference of how a routine could look, it's time for you to begin creating some routines in your life. Now. I don't expect you to create a two-hour routine as I have, and I certainly would not encourage you to do so unless you already have routines in place that you've established. One of the most important things to keep in mind when you begin a routine is not to overdo it. Start small and work your way up. That's how you create lasting results. This is not something that will happen fast. Take your time and do it right the first time so that you don't end up quitting. Remember, this is about creating something that you can do consistently, not quickly. In your routine, I do encourage you to incorporate visualization and meditation. Meditation doesn't have to be difficult, and it's not always about having a clear or empty mind. I teach a very simple meditation technique in Chapter 13 of my book, Fight Back. So check that out and begin to incorporate that if you'd like. If you're new to visualization, you may find a lot of negative thoughts and stories popping up in your mind. That's okay. Do not get attached or judge them. Gently shift your thoughts back to what you want to visualize, which is you living your life the way you want. See yourself feeling and doing the things that would make you most happy in your life and begin to explore the possibility of a better life. The primary goal here to begin with is to start working with and on your mind daily and create a practice of working on your internal state consistently. Be patient with yourself as you explore these new areas of your life and make sure you create routines that are sustainable. This means nothing overwhelming or too difficult to achieve and nothing that takes more time than you have or are willing to give it daily. Make sure you follow through each and every day even when you don't feel like it. This is what we talked about in Golden Rule number three. If you need help with this type of self-regulation, you can learn more about my three processes of discernment in chapter 10 of my book, Fight Back. I'm so looking forward to you beginning some new and exciting routines in your life that will help you grow and become the person you truly want to be. You deserve a good life. And I'm so proud of you for taking steps to make the changes and implement these strategies in your life. My friend, what a wonderful time I have had with you today. You are such a blessing and a gift to me in my life. And I am so grateful and honored to be part of this journey with you. I am. Because you are so very special to me and because you are such a wonderful person. Thank you so much for showing up and I do look forward to continuing our journey of transformation and change next week. When you get some time, jump on over to endthecycles.com and subscribe to my email list for show updates and special content. If you're enjoying the show, leave a rating or review and share it with someone who could benefit as well. While you're on the website, grab your copy of Fight Back, End the Cycles of Anxiety and Depression. And hey. It's a great day to have a great day. I sure hope you go out there and enjoy it. We'll talk soon. Be well.